0: All right, so so I read this story this morning, and it just had me cracking up because it's, it's like the truest Larry Bird story ever. It's so great. So he's playing the Trailblazers, and uh, he decided, for whatever reason, to play them left-handed uh, because he's Larry Bird, and that's the kind of thing that he does. He put up 47 points, 14 rebounds, 11 assists left-handed <laughs> against the Blazers. So afterwards the the reporter goes, Why'd you play the Blazers left handed? And he was like, I wanted to save my good hand for the
1: Lakers. <laughs> I I've heard this story before. And uh Larry Legend, he has some legends, man, for Dude, sure. He's so sad. Uh, the other one that's really good that you, you always hear is I forget who he's playing, but uh he was talking trash to somebody on the sideline and uh, he was having a rough first half. Uh, I wish I remember the teams, but I remember he ends up in the second half, like putting up 40 something <laughs> on the team and you see him like, it's almost like Spike Lee esque. I don't think it wasn't Spike, but it was like that kind of vibe with Reggie did the Spike for so many years. The choke but, on Reggie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where he's like, you know, where Larry's just talking so much trash because they just basically, they woke up the monster, man. Larry Legend, man, he's he's, he's one of the greatest. That's some old don't don't poke the bear story right there. Oh, yeah. There's so many <laughs> of them with Larry. Larry is a monster. So many of them with him. Uh, he wanted to kill you, too. That was also what you hear a lot of the old guys talk about is he had no mercy. He wanted to kill you. Remember? Doc strangling them you remember that picture oh yeah man and and you know what you know what i found out probably about like four years ago is that that was a preseason game i all my life as a kid (laughs) you figured out the finals yeah i I see that picture like you know it would always be post whenever the rivalry would be being played up and i always thought it was like the playoffs and then and then maybe about four years ago I think it was around the time where we played Boston when we had like, you know that that's that uh uh Evan Turner team or whatever. It's probably 2012. It was a little more than four years, and they was playing up the whole Celtics Sixers rivalry. And then I remember someone saying like, "Yeah, uh, I can go back and remember Doctor J strangling uh, Larry Bird." And they were like, and it was a preseason game. And I remember it just blew my mind. Like, what the heck? They they got into a fight where he literally strangles Larry Bird in a preseason game. Wow. That's that that sounds so on brand for Larry. Well, that sounds so (laughs) on brand for Larry Bird. (laughs) Yeah. The 80s was different, man. Oh man, it's different. Uh so good morning, man. Um, crazy week, man. Crazy week. Uh this weekend something happened and you know i guess we can call like culture right like you know something happened for the culture this week where a movie came out um judas uh and the black messiah uh i had a chance to watch it it's basically is is interesting it's the story of fred hampton told from the eyes of basically the 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 informant who was working for the FBI that pretty much set Fred Hampton in the Chicago chapter of the Black Panthers up uh for his assassination and uh it was I, I wish I remember who the director was but man they did a great job they did a great job it was kind of like the biggest moment of the weekend I think in in culture uh for this past weekend
0: yeah I'm looking forward to watching it I haven't seen it but you know the, especially in, in context with the book that we're reading, right? And, and all the sort of stories that are kind of going along, you know, threaded through our, our show's life right now. And like you keep hearing about how all this stuff goes. And then now we have this movie. I'm looking forward to watching it. We probably won't watch it until next weekend, um, but we're looking forward to it.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you have to check it out. It, it, you know, for those people who did see it, And I think we can touch on it more once you watch it. But as you watch it, what you're going to what I appreciated, was that this story was told in in a way that I wasn't expecting. Right. Like um, we have all these ideas of the Black Panther movement being, you know, myself, a child born in the 80s, you know, like it was it was around, but it wasn't at its height at that point. And uh, 1969, it was at its height and i just didn't really know the power the magnitude that the black panther movement was and uh it's wild this 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 story is wild And, and the the guy who ended up being the informant for the fbi was not the only one and it was pretty much a story of how you have these people you know young young black men growing up basically feeling hopeless without much direction and the fbi and the black panthers were literally in a in a war to be able to see who could get uh the buy-in or the trust of that young impressionable black man that's around you know 18 years old that's looking for direction in life and basically the story talks about how the guy ended up getting in trouble and then this FBI agent befriended him, basically showing him like how wrong the Black Panthers was and then asked him to pretty much go in as an informant and join the Black Panthers. And then now this dude is around Fred Hampton and seeing the ways of the Black Panther and he's torn, he's in this place where he's becoming a believer. He was this hopeless kid who didn't have a lot of beliefs in life and he's becoming this believer but at the same time, he's being aided by this, you know, FBI agent who is also, he's becoming a believer in what they're doing. And it's just this, the whole story is really like this, like this just beautiful art where they're telling this, this story of battle sides. And it also shows power and fear and, oh man, like I can go on and on. It, it just, for me, it was my type of movie and it, it was, it was beautiful. It was beauty.
0: All right. Well, I'll, I'll definitely check it out this weekend. So that yeah. should be good, man. Yeah the uh, the the book like that's kind of one of the things that's like this theme through the book, like all the time it's like, you know, you'll get you'll get a movement that springs up, right, uh, and then you'll see a bunch of politicians figure out how to exploit that movement mm-hmm. for their own specific political gain. Mm-hmm. And you know, in the book, it comes up with. You know, the the black capitalism, like Nixon being like, oh, this is the way and, you know, cutting spending on X, Y, Z. And again, you know, reasonable people could say how much they want to spend or how much they don't want to spend. It's the co-opting of something that is, you know, like a genuine movement trying to do the right thing into like a political goals thing. that's just, ugh, gives me the jeebies.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and and you're right in the book is, you know, the it's funny, we, we like literally just slightly moved out of the Black Panther um era in the in the book. Um and now we're wrapping up that era and moving into kind of the Reagan era, I guess you would call it. Um Yeah, the war on drugs era. Yeah, the war on drugs era. And, you know, I wrote some stuff down as I was listening because I'm, you know, remember in the beginning of the book, I remember I said like, man, like I, you know, it's information, but I couldn't quite see where it was headed, even though I knew the ending, I still couldn't see where it was headed because he went so far back. And as we're getting closer and closer to now, I'm starting to see how it all ties in together and how it's all led us here. So in the book she talks about the war on drugs so all of a sudden you know the war and, the war on drugs comes about because of the whole political movement of the uh law and order political movement which kind of like Nixon really started he was like one of the first people that ran heavily on that platform and then a lot of copycats came along after him which he talks about in the book and she was like nobody did it better than Ronald Reagan and George Bush uh, senior in terms of the law and order, you know, running on those grounds. And uh, she was like, it's crazy how law and order that whole premise came out right before the crack epidemic kicked in. So before crack even became this household name, there were already laws being put in place for you know people who sold crack in a community like prior to it this was 1970 she was talking about how some of the end of the 70s how some of these laws were already being written and crack the epidemic of crack hadn't even kicked in and it was and it was unbelievable how the moment crack epidemic takes off there were already these laws in place to fund mass incarceration and What did mass incarceration lead you to? Is the destruction of certain poor communities. And then that led to these opportunities where now they stopped with necessarily black banking and they started making it less about um, black capitalism and more about community like entrepreneurship or community development, which now leads to the form of what gentrification is it's basically uh opportunity to send businesses into poor communities give them tax breaks incentives to come and then what do you get six seven years after they've come to those communities is an entirely new faces and the people who were originally from those communities all gone off somewhere else uh to basically recreate another poverty-stricken community somewhere else. And uh that's the direction that the book is painting and it's crazy how it all connects, man. It all connects.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can see this like this this timeline, you know, that goes straight through and it, it it's you know, it's kind of hard to to watch cuz you want to scream at the at the book. You know, you want to be like, "No, don't don't make this choice." But <laughs> They're, you know, you're talking about history, so they're gonna, they're gonna do it, and you know, it it I guess it's also a little bit like, it, it's a little bit interesting for us to reflect on the fact that like, you know, you and I are both pretty dyed in the wool capitalist types, right? Like we both mm-hmm. believe that, you know, having a business and have being able to control your own destiny is is valuable. Yes. Um, but then you know, there's this kind of wrinkle, I guess, to it where we're where we're hearing like a little bit of the story about well how that can also be exploited too, right? Because nothing is just, you know, simply good or simply bad. Everything has trade offs and costs and benefits. So mm-hmm. you know, this book is definitely calling out a lot of those.
1: Absolutely. It you know what it really seeks like goes back to is um choices, right? Like basically in in life, like constantly You know, the majority of our day, most things are decided on just through our subconscious. But every day there's these choices that we actually get to consciously make. And when I when I listen to this book and as I watch the movie over the weekend, you know, it really talks about like as a capitalist, when you have a choice come to you, come across your desk, right? where there's an opportunity to do good for yourself you know but it may not be the best for everybody else versus doing something that's the best for everybody else but it may not be the best for yourself that's like to me as i read this book and as i just am a watcher of the world and where capitalism really becomes you know the greed overweighs the good is when that, when that choice comes a lot of times with capitalism is people tend to rather go for that good for themselves. And, uh, that's the hard part. I don't know how to fix that. Um, I know what's in my heart as someone who I agree with you, I believe in having, you know, the freedom, you know, that comes with being your you know, owning your own business and, you know, uh, Putting in your own work and and being paid adequately off your creation your creation, but I also believe that we should not you know do anything uh, that's going to be the greater good for ourselves, but you know be the be a lesser good for you know society or our community, and you know I, I just don't like that's not what I stand for. So I hope when the opportunity comes for me as an entrepreneur that I I, I stand by those principles and I expect to, but I I don't know. Well, I
0: mean, we, we, we have
1: some stuff in the
0: works for the show and for 2400, like where we are actually going to show the story of us living up to those principles. Right. Yes. Yes. So, um, you know, again, and even living up to those principles has a cost, right? Like the, the stuff that we're going to sell probably a little bit more expensive. That means that some people can't buy it. Mm hmm. That might want it, you know. So that's a cost. Yeah, you know, uh, costs and benefits, man. It the, the stuff's the stuff's really hard, um and it's nuanced. And uh, you know, I think that's why for me, it's it's been really good to like read this book and like think about the fact that we, you know, this whole like, you know, everybody immediately screams socialism as soon as like anybody says like, hey, you know, I think we should you know, fix the hole in the street and everybody's like socialism, you know, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm just talking about a hole in the street. You know, I'm not talking about a philosophical, a whole fil- philosophical, philosophical perspective or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, whenever you, whenever you hear that, it's good to kind of like think about this book. They've been talking about this whole like socialism, capitalism divide for 150 years now. So you're probably not going to change anybody's mind if they've been having the same argument for 150 years. no, nah. Good to keep in mind.
1: Yeah, I mean, at least you're not going to change. You know, you're not going to change everyone. But, uh, you know, I mean, part of what I feel good about with what we're doing is, uh, you know, we're we're basically bringing kind of this new idea, you know, like, you know, I don't want to be like, you know, calling us prophets or anything. Right. But, uh, you know, but. We are in this space where we're bringing new ideas, you know, like and things that you know may have been done, but I guess a new vision to things that have been done or what other people have wanted to do, and that's important for the growth you know of of us as people. It's for there to be new visions, right, like always, and that's something where the process is black and white and how our mission is understanding that. In order to improve anything for us as a people, it's going to take everybody getting involved. You know what I mean? Not there's no gray. Everybody has to get involved, um, and and do their part and make conscious decisions to to make purchases and to do things that's going to move us forward as as a community of people. As you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. That's a that's a big part of it. You know, it's this uh that's part of that's the reason the show has a book club right it's it's not because mm-hmm. a whole bunch of people and please join the book club people um, but it's it's not because everybody's uh joining the book club in mass it's because you know we believe that the the information is is the key right like mm-hmm. knowing the information is the key so speaking of information you had some questions so let's talk let's talk about email
1: yeah yeah so uh the first question right so Um, if I'm a business and I'm building, I'm in, I'm building my website. How do I get email, the email subscribe question that pops up on websites? How do I, you know, put that on to my website so that when someone logs in, I mean, goes to my website immediately, it pops up with, uh, subscribe to our email list.
0: So, okay. So there's in, in web development and web design and all that there's a lot of talk about how do you do things like that so we talk about that stuff in in terms of like a funnel right so you want the customer to have an an action that you want them to take which might be you want the customer that visits your website to add their email to your list so that you can send them updates about the processes black and white podcast right so Mm -hmm. um and we're not doing this particularly well on, on our processes on the processes black and white uh, site right now. So it's actually a good place to go see, right? There's only mm-hmm. one way to get on the email list for our show right now. And that's to contact us and send us a question, which means that we don't have, uh, we're not capturing a lot of emails for anybody who does come visit the site. So one of the ways that we could is we could add like a pop-up like you are talking about. So there's a couple of ways to do that. One is you just pay a developer and just say, Hey, can you make a, an email capture form for me? And then I could capture that email on a Google Sheets list or an Excel spreadsheet or save it wherever you want, really. Somebody puts the email in and I send the information off to a form somewhere. A lot of times people will, you know, send those, they'll, they'll use sort of tactics to get those emails. So you sometimes go to a website and you'll get a, you will get 10% off mm-hmm. they'll attach a, a coupon to it. Those are usually done through like a software as a service company um, and one might be a good example, like is just Uno, is one of the companies that does that. And so basically, they just they build like a little uh, application that you could put onto your website with a little, you know, snippet, basically, that there's instructions are always like super straightforward to follow. And then when somebody's on your site for however long, you know, then the email pops, the email capture form pops up, and then, you know, they can put in their thing, get the 10% off coupon mailed to them. And then usually you in the back office of your Shopify store, for example, will have created a bunch of coupon codes so that when somebody gets you know, 10% new email, they get that coupon code, they can then enter that in. So that's mm. basically the life cycle process of that one path. But there's a lot of ways that you really wanna do it, right? Like one way, the best way to get emails is to ask people to give you their email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, like it sounds silly, but you go to a lot of these websites and they'll have these pop-ups, but they won't also have a blog where they're, you know, asking you at the end of the blog, "Hey, sign up for our emails for more content like this." Mm. Or, you know, they they'll have in good informational pages, but they won't have an option to say, "Hey, sign up for our emails for more information about this." Um, so that's one of the things that like most sites do really badly is they go right to the pop-up, which is annoying like when you're visiting a website, especially when you're on mobile and the screen's real small, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why we don't have one on the processes black and white is because I don't want to have an annoying pop-up on the page. But what I ought to do, and probably what I will do now that we're having a conversation about it and I feel guilty, <laughs> is I'll do some, I'll, I'll add some what we call calls to action, which are like situations where a customer is doing something on your website and you know that because they're doing behavior X, Y, Z, they're interested in the thing. So that's when you ask them, hey, wanna, wanna get more information about this? Sign up for
1: our email. Mm, gotcha, okay. So I have another question. All right. How about as a business, when people purchase, um, they they add their email to the to the list when they purchase. It's one of the questions, right? Sure. How how is it possible to email those people beyond um, just emailing them about their order being ready or whatever? Like, how do we transfer or convert those people to the email list?
0: Well, so there's a there's a lot of ways. Um, that's kind of the first thing. One of the leaders in the space is uh, MailChimp, but there's a bunch of services out there that'll do this. Um, There's services that are like dirt cheap that you can go on that end, and there's services that are like more full service, and that's kind of like MailChimp. And what you do there is, typically the workflow is something like, we're describing the simplest kind of workflow, would Mm -hmm. be something like this. You put your emails into MailChimp, um, and it's basically just like a, a big list. And then there are, you can break them into segments. So you can break them into a segment like people who have purchased and people who just signed up. And so you then send the people who have purchased maybe emails about a pending product that's coming out, let's say, where you say, hey, this is why this product's exciting or something like that. Whereas a customer who hasn't purchased, maybe you would want to send them more sort of informational content-based email that would say like, hey, here's what we're doing and here's why this is interesting. Uh, here's, I know for like the 2400 the Movement stuff, part of what we're trying to do is is call out other businesses that are, that are in the space that mm-hmm. we want to support, right? So for both of these campaigns, you would probably want to have information where you send like, let's say, a bi-weekly update, right? Once every two weeks, you send a little update hey, this is us, this is what we're about, this is what happened in your community today, and that's kind of it, right? Mm -hmm. But for the group that hasn't ever purchased, you might want to send them an an in-between week email that's about uh, featuring a company or something like that so that you can build that company trust. Whereas the people who have purchased, maybe you want to send them an in-depth sort of like story about, you know, uh, the the people who are printing the t-shirts, right? Mm-hmm. You know that they've purchased, they have some affinity for the brand, so a message about, you know, the the actual process of printing the t-shirts might be more valuable. So you kind of then think about everything and sort of break those up. Email marketing is by far the most profitable kind of marketing you can do online by a mile.
1: Mm. And then... uh lastly I would say just you, you know your your overall opinion on content and just like you know what you've seen working in the industry um, how does it look
0: um so like on the direct sales side right like let's say you just need to sell some stuff yes right let's say you have a thousand emails Um and you just need to sell some stuff, you should do free shipping. Uh, people, okay. love, people love free shipping. Uh, that's, I don't know why, but it's a thing people love. <laughs> and, you know, so that's kind of like one thing. Another thing that like, that, that works all the time, it's like just coupons and sales generally, right? Like seasonal focused sales. So a Valentine's day sale makes sense for Valentine's day, like, and kind of building those in. So really you should have kind of like an annual calendar because, I mean, you know those people that go to the grocery store and they only buy stuff on sale or the people that will only purchase stuff on sale. Like, those are a subset of your customers, and they're valuable customers, but you just need to sort of target them within a rhythm because you don't want to constantly have something on sale. Otherwise, what's the point, right? Yeah. Um, so kind of like figuring out a rhythm and being—you know mapping out, let's say, all right, I'm going to have six sales a year so that I can hit these people. Who? When do I want to hit them? Well, I definitely want to hit them, you know, For Cyber Monday, definitely want to get in. You know, maybe next year you'll want to get in. uh, You know, Black History Month, right? Mm. Um, Something like that. So you'll have like three products from you know different people in the community as a bundle, and so that would be like a bundle that's ten percent off or twenty percent off or something like that. And so you would kind of build a structure around that to to attract those customers, and then really I think the most important thing um, is to to think about the content emails that you're sending to your customers as something that you would want to read, you know? Um, or that you would wanna be informed of. Maybe it's just a, hey, you know, we had this really interesting post where a lot of people talked to us on Facebook. So you then, really, the, the, the content of the email is just the Facebook post and a link to it, right? Like, that could be okay sometimes. Uh, and other times, maybe it's a link to a YouTube video or you know, if you guys finish, we finish this book and you're, you know, really profoundly impacted, you send them like, the, Hey, you know, everybody at 2400 read this book. We really think it's valuable. Um, we really think it's important for the history and we'd love it if you checked it out. Like that would be valuable content. Nobody's going to unsubscribe. Some people might unsubscribe from that, but mostly the people who are, <laughs> who are looking, <laughs> who are looking for, for your information, that's the kind of stuff they're looking for,
1: you know? Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: All right, man. That's
1: the all good stuff. It's, it's Not a bad little, little email one oh one, right? A little start Yeah, Yeah, I think for anybody, you know, I know that uh we'll be implementing a little of all of this, uh, coming up soon with this next drop. So, um on uh, February twenty fourth we'll we'll be implementing all of this stuff on the next drop, prior to as well. Um, but uh yeah, I'm gonna take all this and, and try to get it into the website. All right. Well, let's
0: get some updates in. What do you got what do you got going on this week? I know you got some stuff to plan for.
1: Yeah, man, we got a big week. Uh this is our last week um you know before the drop next Wednesday on the 24th of uh, February. So, this is this is the prep week, you know, so we we got a photo shoots to do. We just wrapped up our Cajun uh cooking tutorial video uh where one of us prepared a, a seafood boil um with the Cajun seasoning so that was pretty awesome we did it yesterday oh man seafood shows up great on camera so it it was just it was a an awesome meal we we ate good and and it turned out great the flavors is incredible I can't wait for you to try that one um and then uh you know we're just continuing to read the chapters here as far as the podcast goes and uh the website man the the process is black and white website um my goal this week is the is to blow that thing up and to make sure that people know all the episodes are available on the on the website so if you go to the website pick an episode hit listen here takes you right to the episode page and you can listen straight from your computer phone wherever um and you don't have to worry about logging in to your Spotify or your Apple Music, uh, Apple uh, Podcasts, whatever, whatever that platform you use. You can go right to the episode from the website. So that's awesome. So that that's my week. Those two things there. How about you?
0: Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna do email capture on the website. So let <laughs> see if I can Easy. get some email capture forms built. So that's gonna be that's gonna be my focus for this week, and uh, we'll touch base next week.
1: Right, How should man.
0: people get a hold of us, Vernon?
1: People can catch us. Well, first and foremost, go to the website, man. The process is blackandwhite.com. If you go to the website, click the listen here on any episode. And that way, you don't have to worry about fumbling with your phone, getting to any of those platforms. You can just listen from our own personal platform. Also, you can catch us on Twitter at process underscore is. I'm going to get back on the Twitter wagon as well this week. I fell off a little bit. Uh, Or you can catch us on Instagram. At the process underscore is. Uh, and then you can catch us on Facebook at the process is black and dot com. So, yeah, man, y'all have a good week.
0: All right. Talk to you next week.